1: Welcome to Polygamy, What Love Is This? I'm Doris Hanson, your host. And our purpose is to communicate God's perfect love for us. And His perfect love is not reflected in the practice of women sharing their husband. Before we get started, we'd like you to know that we do help people escape from polygamy. And we help them after they escape. You can call our toll-free number, 877-425-9993 for a private and confidential discussion of your situation and how we can help you. You can also go to our website shieldandrefuge.org for more information about our ministry. And if you want to contact us about any of our shows or to be a guest on our show or give us information about what's going on in polygamy, you can email us at email at whatloveisthis.tv. Our show is also available on iTunes iTunes podcast or the audio can be downloaded from soundcloud.com slash whatloveisthis, or you can just go to our website's main page for more information. And now we are starting a series on the early Mormon prophet Brigham Young. And yeah, I'm excited
0: our... <laughs> about this. This is going to many parts to this story. And... Yeah, this yeah, will be fascinating.
1: Yet to be determined how many parts, the way it's <laughs> turning out. But thanks, uh, Earl, for yeah, joining us and, and helping with this, too. Uh, we've spent many accumulated hours as uh, on our shows in the past nine years talking about Joseph Smith and presenting many proofs that he was a false prophet, a wolf in sheep's clothing, we've discussed his polygamy his plural wives his approach to single and married women coercing them to marry him we've looked at Joseph Smith from almost every angle but we've not taken such a good look at Brigham Young and we've quoted Brigham Young several times and discussed many of his false teachings but now we want to cover Uh, some other aspects of his leadership. Brigham Young is almost as powerful an early figure in Mormonism as Joseph Smith was. Uh, His harem was larger. His leadership was more aggressive. But that's not to say Joseph Smith wasn't an aggressive leader either. But Brigham Young preached so many sermons, along with many other Mormon preachers, that a full 26 volumes Uh, of books could barely hold all they had to say and it's called the journal of discourses and these journal of discourses were filled with sermons to the Mormon people uh, at that time and they were highly valued very highly valued but the LDS Church has now devalued these recorded teachings much of what we quote will come from there but not just there
0: And a lot of these were from general conferences. Mm -hmm. They were, conferences. From from the tabernacle presentation. Absolutely, they were.
1: The character and the doctrine of Brigham Young, however, are evident when reading his discourses, and Brigham Young considered himself a prophet and a leader, and the Mormons followed him as such, and he led with an iron fist. There was pitiful little free agency in Mormonism for the early pioneers and even less for polygamous wives and so we decided to dedicate some shows to zero in on Brigham Young, discuss some things that maybe many of our viewers already know and hopefully present some things that perhaps you haven't known before and even more hopefully encourage you to check things out. Find out if your eternity depends upon what Brigham Young said your eternity depends upon. We quote from an online history of Brigham Young, of Mormonism, regarding Brigham Young uh, and his initial response to the Book of Mormon. Yeah. In
0: 1830, a young man named Samuel Smith, brother of Joseph Smith, came to preach about the newly founded church, the Church of Christ or Mormon Church. Smith left a copy of the Book of Mormon with Brigham's brother, Phineas, who read it, passed it to his father, John Young, who gave it to his daughter, who finally gave it to Brigham. Brigham was intrigued but cautious. For two years, he carefully studied the Book of Mormon and put it to every test he could devise. He studied the Bible as well. Finally, in early 1832, a young Mormon missionary gave a humble testimony of the Book of Mormon in Brigham's presence. Brigham later said that this humble testimony entered like fire into his bones and he knew the truth.
1: Okay. Now, had Brigham Young honestly studied his Bible and compared it with the Book of Mormon and honestly put it to every test he could devise, this article says, he would have rejected it as fiction. And it's very easy to discover that the Book of Mormon is fiction. In fact, later in our discussion, we're going to quote what Brigham Young himself admitted about his reading and understanding of the Bible. Now, Brigham Young has been said to be the American Moses.
0: With the exodus and all, you know.
1: <laughs> But he was no Moses. The comparison of Brigham Young to Moses is because he led a large number of people for a long time, and they reached their destination and survived under his leadership. But any honest comparison of Brigham Young and Moses has to end there. Now, they boast that he led the Mormons into a kingdom blessed by God, but Jesus said God's kingdom is not of this world. And God's kingdom has no polygamy. And God's kingdom people worship only Jesus. And God's kingdom people believe in the Bible alone. And that celestial glory comes by grace alone through faith in Jesus Christ alone. Just on these points alone, Brigham Young (laughs) is no Moses. Now the online History of Mormonism page concludes their discussion of Brigham Young like this.
0: Brigham Young is often considered controversial by those who misunderstand him. He has had many nicknames, American Moses, Lion of the Lord, and even the most married man in America. To Mormons, he's one of the greatest prophets ever to have lived. He was also a great teacher and delivered hundreds of orations in his life on everything from the best way to reprimand children to the nature of God. Among Mormons, he is considered one of the greatest prophets of the Most High.
1: Now, that's their opinion of Brigham Young. Now, most Mormon fundamentalists also embrace and revere Brigham Young as God's prophet. Mm -hmm. But, if he is considered by Mormons as one of the greatest prophets, why are so many of his teachings rejected by today's Mormons? And since so much of what he taught has been rejected by them, it's obvious they don't trust much of what he preached. So, in the spirit of someone else's question, why should we trust Brigham Young when the church he led doesn't trust him? God said that when a prophet speaks in his name and it turns out to be false, that he's a false prophet. And that false prophet must be rejected in totality. <laughs> Brigham Young said many things in the name of God that is not true and is completely rejected in today's Mormon Church. For instance, Brigham Young did teach and claimed it was a revelation that Adam is God. He said this.
0: "Yeah, This is the biggie. Now hear it O oh inhabitants of the earth, Jew and Gentile, saint and sinner. When our father Adam came into the Garden of Eden, he came into it with a celestial body and brought Eve, one of his wives, with him. He helped to make and organize this world. He is Michael, The Archangel, the Ancient of Days, about whom holy men have written and spoken. He is our Father and our God, and the only God with whom we have to do.
1: That's (laughs) what Brigham Young. (laughs) <laughs> he taught and preached, and there was a lot of opposition to yeah. his Adam-God doctrine, but that didn't stop him from preaching it. Yeah. We quote again
0: from the Desert News in 19, 1873. How much unbelief exists in the minds of the Latter-day Saints in regard to one particular doctrine which I revealed to them and which God revealed to me, namely that Adam is our Father and God.
1: He claimed God revealed it to him. Yes. He claimed it came from God. Now, to be sure that we all understand that when Brigham Young preached this, and he preached it many times, he wanted everyone to know that it was doctrine. He said this.
0: Not too proud, was he? (laughs) I have never yet preached a sermon and sent it out to the children of men that they may not call Scripture. Let me have the privilege of correcting a sermon and it is as good scripture as they deserve.
1: So they would give him the, 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 the notes of the sermon, and he would correct it, and it's in the Journal of Discourses. So it's what he said he meant. Yeah. And as always, we encourage our naysayers to do their own research. When Brigham Young preached the things we're going to discuss, he either meant them as being truth, or he knew they weren't truth and taught them anyway. Mm. Either way, he can't be trusted. And the quotes we use are not just Brigham's personal opinions. They were given from the pulpit. Mm. In 1864, Brigham Young said this about wars.
0: If I had my wish, I should entirely stop the shedding of human blood.
1: Really? (laughs) He was against the shedding of human blood in battle. And standing alone, that sounds really good. But he (laughs) taught the opposite in his blood atonement
0: doctrine. And this is also from Journal of Discourses. I say that there are men and women that I would advise to go to the president immediately and ask him to appoint a committee to attend to their case and then let a place be selected and let that committee shed their blood. We have those amongst us who are full of all manner of abominations; those who have need to, uh, those who need to have their blood shed, for water will not do. Their sins are of too deep a dye.
1: Now, this was by Jedediah M. Grant, but yeah. he's telling them to go to the president
0: Who's to arrange
1: to have his blood shed, and the president, of course, was Brigham Young. Yeah put to death for their own sins. Brigham Young did teach blood atonement as a doctrine for the people to embrace and to practice, and they did practice it.
0: (laughs) Again from the Journal of Discourses, it is true that the blood of the Son of God was shed for sins through the fall and those committed by men. Yet men can commit sins which it can never remit. There are sins that can be atoned for by an offering upon an altar. They must be atoned for by the blood of the man. That is the reason why men talk to you as they do from this stand. They understand the doctrine and throw out a few words about it. You have been taught that doctrine, but you do not understand it.
1: Okay, so that was a sermon by Brigham Young, and he was acclaiming the blood atonement doctrine and the practice of it. And those who embrace Mormonism in any of its forms today have a foundation based on these kinds of doctrines, Doctrines that many even now deny, but the foundation is there. It's been laid, and denying it doesn't change that fast.
0: And people were listening to that and trusting their prophet (laughs) and listening to what he was saying as though it were from God.
1: As though it were from God, and he claimed that they did come from God, like we read in the Adam-God doctrine. Um, Brigham Young did teach from the pulpit that certain sins needed to be paid for, by uh, allowing someone else to murder the sinner. So again, we quote.
0: And suppose that he is overtaken in a gross fault, that he has committed a sin that he knows will deprive him of that exaltation which he desires, and that he cannot attain to without the shedding of his blood, and also knows that by having his blood shed, he will atone for that sin and be saved and exalted with the gods. Is there a man or woman in this house but what would say Shed my blood that I may be saved and exalted with the gods.
1: Isn't that ugly? Oh, Isn't that's that, terrible. It is terrible, especially <laughs> when you look at what we know about Jesus and yeah. what he did and who he was. And, they've
0: completely eliminated and, and Jesus. They've taken him this.
1: right out of the, the yeah. um, equation there yeah. in that one. In authentic Christianity, Jesus is enough because <laughs> he died on the cross for our sins. He said on the cross, it is finished. And if the Mormons consider Brigham Young to be one of their greatest prophets, why don't they believe what he said and he taught, the blood yeah. atonement, which does take Jesus out of the <laughs> That's true. equation. Another teaching of his that they now deny, of course, is the curse of the blacks. We've done several shows on that in the past, but now they call it folklore. Yeah. Yeah. And, but the polygamists know that Brigham Young taught it, and they also still believe it. Now, what did Brigham Young believe and teach about the Bible? Now, there's, he said a lot of things. He contradicted himself many times yeah. in, in much of what he said. Um, but Wilford Woodruff tells of a conversation that took place during a meeting in Kirtland in the early days between Joseph Smith and Brigham Young. Now, remarks were made at the meeting regarding their living prophets and their viability when held up to the Bible. We quote, and this is quite a long quote.
0: Yeah, this is really good, though. But remember, Wilfred Woodruff also was a president was of the church. He was a president, right? A leading man in the church got up and talked upon the subject and said, "You've got to, you've got, the, you have got the word of God before you here in the Bible, Book of Mormon, and Doctrine and Covenants. You have the written word of God, and you who give revelations should give revelations according to those books." as what is written in those books is the word of God. We should confine ourselves to, to them. When he concluded, Brother Joseph turned to Brigham Young, Brother Brigham Young and said, Brother Brigham, I want you to go to the podium and tell us your views with regard to the living oracles and the written word of God. Brother Brigham took the stand and he took the Bible and laid it down. He took the Book of Mormon and laid it down. He took the Book of Doctrine and Covenants and laid it down before him and he said, There is the written word of God to us concerning the work of God from the beginning of the world almost to our day. And now, said he, when compared with the living oracles, those books are nothing to me. Those books do not convey the word of God direct to us now, as do the words of a prophet or a man bearing the holy priesthood in our day and generation. I would rather have the living oracles than all the writings in the books. That was the course he pursued. When he was through, Brother Joseph said to the congregation, Brother Brigham has taught you the word of the Lord, and he has told you the truth.
1: Now, (laughs) some of our viewers may say, well, that was then, and we don't agree with that, and blah, blah, blah. But this is written in Ezra Taft Benson's Quorum of the Twelve when he's giving the 14 points of a true prophet. Wow. And it's online. People and, can find that online.
0: And I do believe that if the prophet said something that most or many faithful would follow, whatever mm-hmm. it was,
1: Yeah. And, yeah. and it could contradict, like he said, the Book of the Mormon, Mormon, the Doctrine Bible. and Covenants, the Bible, yeah. anything that, that the Mormons deem as scripture. They it, consider
0: that a virtue, yeah. that they have living prophets, can and supersede that, everything.
1: That's something God warned us against. That very thing is what God warned us against. Yeah. They were taught the written word was not as important as the word of the priesthood holders. <laughs> Or their prophet leader is that any different than Warren Jeffs and what we've quoted with when he keeps totally. saying to be under the priesthood, follow yeah. the priesthood authority? There's no difference.
0: No, but nothing. Yeah.
1: So for our viewers who have watched very many of our previous shows, you can find where we have quoted dozens of teachings from Mormon and polygamous prophets that contradict each other, that contradict Mormon teachings, that contradict the Bible, and even contradict Joseph Smith's version Version of the Bible. Bible. And there's no solid foundation in that. There's not a man that lives now or since Jesus whose word is more important than what is written in the pages of the Bible, which is a solid foundation foundation. I'll take God's word of promise any day, his promise that he'll protect his word and that it will endure throughout all generations and that it will never be lost over the word of man who says God said something that he didn't say. In 1852, Brigham Rung was preaching on his heresy uh, that Elohim had sexual relations with Mary to conceive Jesus. Obviously, many people didn't believe him. And so this is how he responded.
0: <laughs> Treasure up these things in your hearts. In the Bible you have read the things I have told you tonight, but you have not known what you did read. I have told you no more than you were conversant with. But what do people in Christendom what do the people in Christendom with the Bible in their hands know about this subject? Comparatively nothing.
1: Okay, now he's bringing in his knowledge of the Bible here. Right. And so two years later, Brigham Young himself admitted that he rarely read the Bible. And when he did read it in the past, he didn't understand what he was reading. We quote. Yeah, this is from
0: 1854. I think these preliminaries will satisfy me, and I feel prepared to take my text. It is the words of Jesus Christ, but where they are in the Bible I cannot tell you now, for I have not taken pains to look at them. I have had so much to do that I have not read the Bible for many years. Mm -hmm. I used to read and study it, but did not understand the spirit and meaning of it.
1: Now, that's from his own admittance. That's a
0: prophet of God.
1: That's a prophet of God. So in his 1852 (sighs) sermon, he charged Christians for reading the Bible and not understanding what they're reading. And then he presumes to help Mormons understand what they're reading in the Bible. And then admits he never (laughs) understood what he himself read in the Bible. As Earl said... Can this be a prophet? <laughs> we didn't make this up. <laughs> it's all written down in Mormon history. And yes, Brigham Young did teach that God had sex with Mary to produce Jesus. Polygamists believe it, and secretly many LDS still believe it, oh, yeah. even though the Mother Church fails to admit it as doctrine. Another quote.
0: Yep. Yeah. From the Journal of Discourses, When the Virgin Mary conceived the child Jesus, the Father had begotten him in his own likeness. He was not begotten by the Holy Ghost. And who is the Father? He is the first of the human family. And when Christ took a tabernacle, it was begotten by his Father in heaven, after the same manner as the tabernacles of Cain, Abel, and the rest of the sons and daughters of Adam and Eve. Jesus, our older brother, elder brother, was begotten in the flesh by the same character that was in the Garden of Eden, and who is our Father in heaven.
1: And that whole... quote you just read is nothing but heresy. Very dangerous heresy. And of course there's many quotes by Brigham Young teaching this as doctrine which seekers can easily find just by googling the subject. And you know these things are easy to find out. Uh, one source that I go to is is Bill McKeever's book called In Their Own Words. Yes. And and An it by book. and you can go online and look at and order it online. It's called In Their Own Words, and it's quotes of Mormon.
0: That's all it is. is oh, it's of quotes from apostles, prophets. is 70 Mm-hmm. Just excellent. And their
1: books and yep. and 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 it's just quotes. From right from the horse's mouth, as it were. Yeah. And you can easily find out this information for yourself if you're interested in finding out the truth. But when you do Google it, I must say, don't stop at LDS.org, because it will come up at least <laughs> first, if not one of the first, uh, when, you, when you do your search. But continue past them, because the LDS are still rep- misrepresenting yes. much of the truth uh, or hiding much of the truth of their early history. Now, of course, Brigham Young, we can't talk about Brigham Young without talking about polygamy.
0: (laughs) That's what he's almost best known for,
1: yes. (laughs) So we'll, we'll get on to that topic of Brigham Young's polygamy now. Everybody knows that he was a prodigious polygamist and that he did teach polygamy. And there's no room for doubt about that part of Mormon history. Now, it's fully documented that Brigham Young had 55 wives, Now there's some sources that say 56, but at least 55 are for sure documented. Now his first wife died before he entered into polygamy, but he later remarried and remained married to her even as he began taking his first and and then more and more plural wives. Brigham Young had a total of 57 children, but he had children with only 16 of his wives. in 1856, after he had married 48 women, <laughs> he built the Lion House in Salt Lake City. Now, the building is still standing in downtown Salt Lake, and is called the Beehive House, which is an appropriate name considering its initial <laughs> use. in, in 18, that, That's where he had a, a lot of his wives live. They
0: lived there, yeah. There
1: in that Lion House. they called the Beehive House now. In 1863, Brigham Young was 61 years old. And he married twenty-four year old Amelia Folsom. And it was her first marriage, and she rumors are that she became his favorite wife. Oh boy. With almost forty years difference in their ages, it's not difficult to imagine that she would become his favorite wife, but he was old enough to be her grandfather.
0: In yeah, yeah,
1: that age. And 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 as we go through some of these things that Brigham Young did, and especially things like this. Old man married young girls then too. Yeah. And if they're going to be angry at Warren Jeff's for what he did, <laughs>
0: he just did what his prophet before him did.
1: You gotta be angry. Yeah. Yeah. at Brigham Young and Joseph Smith because they did the same things. Now,
0: he, t- he ended up taking a lot of Joseph Smith's wives. He did. He? he took... well, the, Heber C. Kimball took some.
1: Heber C. Kimball and Joseph Smith took most of them. Brigham Young. Or Brigh- yeah. Brigham Young and Heber C. Heber, Kimball yeah. took most of Joseph Smith's plural widows. Some of them uh, left... Right you know
0: left the church, left the church and went back to their original husbands and, <laughs> and, and some did that yeah. too
1: and then some didn't like Zena Huntington a very sad thing yeah. but as I started doing this the research for these shows on Brigham Young I, I planned on doing three shows
0: yeah
1: and um, uh, I got more and more <laughs> so information <many> <laughs>
0: Topics, huh?
1: There, there are a lot. The lots of things that maybe people don't know about what he said or what he taught. But I do know that present day LDS and I, you know, this is where I would like to ask you: Did you know all these things about Brigham Young as a Mormon? Did you read the journals of discourses? Were you?
0: I'm sure many have. I didn't personally. I did never have a copy of the. Of Discourses. I knew that he w- had was a polygamist. In fact, I assumed or thought he was the polygamist. I didn't know Joseph Smith was. Mm-hmm. One thing I didn't know, and I think you would corroborate this, is that they denied po- polygamy even up into the 1850s, didn't they? And oh, 1852
1: they w- was when they finally admitted it. Finally admitted it. Yeah. So there mm-hmm. was
0: another five or so many years that they wouldn't even admit to being polygamous, yet. He probably had... 30, 40, 50 wives at that point, so <laughs> yeah. very deceitful. Yeah, it was yeah. very deceitful. And again, prophet of the Lord, you know, it's illegal, and yet uh, here he was representing God, so to speak, as mm-hmm. uh, as his prophet and, and, and priesthood I've, holder and all that.
1: I've quoted before what he said when he said, we're going to pull the wool over the eyes of these people. Yeah. Um, Including the doctrine of polygamy he yeah. said he said that yeah. and that's exactly the way they
0: lived and they sent missionaries out with the idea That uh, when they went to England and Europe and all that they wouldn't preach uh, Polygamy no no we don't practice polygamy. Right. even though the rumors asked. the rumors are out there, but no we don't we don't practice it Right, so they didn't right. learn about it until they got the Till they got and here and then, then it was too late.
1: They'd sold all their assets, yeah. used all their money to travel here. They were destitute.
0: And they find out they and, really are practicing. And they, polygamy. They,
1: there was a lot of, of bad blood or bad attitude as, as a result yeah. of that uh, within the early uh, pioneer polygamists or people that came to Utah yeah. and then told that they had to live polygamy in order to please God yeah. that they themselves had to
0: and, and yeah in order to get to the celestial kingdom you had to be yeah. practicing polygamy
1: well and Brigham Young taught many times that you'd be damned if you didn't live polygamy that yeah. you would be damned
0: and it, the polygamists held on to that haven't they oh yes yeah. they
1: still do that we yeah. I was taught that all my life so next well, this time it's going to be exciting <laughs> next time I'll do part two <laughs> And uh, hopefully we'll come up with some information that's Uh new. I'm sure we will. Thanks, Earl. You bet. Early Mormon polygamists taught that the Bible does not convey the Word of God to us now, but the words of the prophet or a man bearing the priesthood does. And that is such bad teaching, and it has done and will lead many people straight to hell. Now, I was taught the Mormon doctrine, which included the saying, Don't trust in the arm of flesh. Yet Brigham Young and Joseph Smith and other leaders are the arm of flesh, and they expect you to trust them. Why should we trust them when God has given his word long ago, and it doesn't change in order to be politically correct, it doesn't change with the times, and it has been proven to be dependable and true. And God's love is demonstrated and communicated throughout His Word, and polygamy is not part of it. Instead, Jesus invited us to rest in Him. That's the best place to be. Thank you for watching.
0: This has been the audio podcast edition of Polygamy What Love Is This? This program is a production of a Shield and Refuge ministry and Main Street Church of Brigham City. You can view current and past video episodes as well as download audio episodes of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. If you or someone you know is in need of assistance in leaving a polygamous situation, please contact us. We are here to help. All of our contact information can be found at shieldandrefuge.org or call us at 877-425-9993. If you have any questions or comments about this or any of our other programs, we'd love to hear from you. Write us at email at whatloveisthis.tv Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again.